So, fiddle me this. It's been said that baseball is America's favorite pastime, and that's tough to argue. Baseball should hold a place in the heart of every American. So should fiddling. Since its arrival on this side of the pond, fiddle music has been passed down mother to son, friend to foe, south to north, east to west, and every nook and cranny along the way. Tunes take on new meanings, new names, new feels from person to person. Shaped by local community and purpose and region, fiddle music truly captures the spirit of a people. Across America, we can hear this tradition. I'm JT, and these are some of today's fiddlers playing their tunes and sharing tales. Welcome to Fiddle Me This. From Great Falls, Montana, today's guest studied fiddling and luthery at the knee of Dick and Lisa Barrett from an early age. While in college, he formed his award-winning group Blue Pass and performed on Garrison Keillor's A Prairie Home Companion. Shortly after, he jumped ship and became the bass and guitar player for a country rock band known for entertaining troops in Asia and the South Pacific. This didn't last long, however, and when rounder recording artist April Virch came calling, he followed his heart and came to his senses. Now a fixture on the North American folk music scene, he has performed and toured all over the world with the likes of April Virch, Bobby Hicks, Tony Trishka, Tommy Emanuel, Peter Rowan, Dale Watson, and Caleb Clotter, to name a few. Peter Rowan says it's some of the best fiddling he's ever heard, and Gillian Welch calls his tone beautiful. His wife is also pretty cool. She's a great fiddle player in her own right, a sweet spirit, and from British Columbia, which is where I was born. Meet my friends Isaac and Louise Callender. Well, shall we just... Play some of the tunes we play. Play that Hey Sister. You said that's a BC tune, huh? Um, yeah. Written by Riel Abishan, a Métis fiddler from was from from Alberta, northern Alberta, and I think he lives in BC now. But anyway, he wrote this called Hey Sister.
one of the first fiddle tunes I learned, and I think I won a fiddle contest with this one, even though it wasn't actually a breakdown or a hoedown, but they let me play it anyway because yeah. I was just playing for a year. That's awesome. Where at? In Canada? And Prince George, B.C. Prince George, B.C. Oh, um, man. Well, Montana ain't that far off. No, in fact, uh, when Louise and I met, we discovered that I knew almost as many or more Canadian tunes than she did. Wow. Growing up where I did and uh, mm-hmm. was around a lot of Canadian players growing up, Calvin Volrath and uh, Cleaver Brothers, April Birch, and all that bunch. A lot yeah. of uh, Ontario players, Shane Cook yeah. and Patty Kesterick and all these people, and they would come to Montana. Some friends of mine would always, uh, they started the Montana Fiddle Camp, and so we'd bring in people, and it was sort of loosely based on uh, the Emma Lake Camp that Calvin used to be a part of. And uh, so, yeah, lots of Canadian influence in my growing up, and uh, also just, I think, you know, the proximity of airwaves. Um, a lot of the old-time players there, you know, as a similar across Oregon, Washington, Idaho, mm-hmm. um, all those states, there's a strong Canadian influence. For me, a lot of the old guys, they would kind of encourage you to make it your own, you know. Mm-hmm. They would encourage you to, I'm not doing this right, but here's how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And take what you want and then Don't run play it like I know? play it, but. And everybody today seems mm-hmm. like, you know, there's this tendency to want to get it right from some album, and then that's the way it's done. You know, it's like, well, I can show you five recordings from that yeah. time period and they're all so different. Right. I, th- I think part of that comes from the formalization of training in sure. supposed old-time music, mm-hmm. um, you know, and people starting to take lessons and things like that, which, you know, I'm, I guess, a huge proponent of just because it's been my livelihood. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the the generation before me or before them even, you know, they didn't have teachers per se. They would go somewhere and hear a tune and yeah. take it home take and it home. woodshed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, lots of the people I learned from, I've heard stories of um, one in particular sitting outside a dance hall and hearing a tune, and then he went home and, you know, worked out what he remembered of the tune, and then by the time two, three years later, he got back to hear that same band again and played them what he thought was the tune. It was nothing like it, you know. Right. So, you know, they didn't have YouTube, they didn't have even, you know, the records and things like that to defer to. So I think the more formalized and the more recorded things became, you know, now people say, well, it has to be played like that. Well, that's just how so-and-so played it on the day that, you know, anybody who's made an album knows (laughs) that just because you played it that way once in the studio doesn't mean that's how it goes. And, you know, even writing tunes... Um, you know, just because you wrote it one way doesn't mean you always play it that way. So to really say, well, that's how that goes is pretty narrow-minded. Yeah. I think it's a good learning tool and should be viewed as such. Totally, totally. You know, you learn a tune a certain way to learn maybe a technique or a bowing pattern or a or fingering pattern or a certain lick. That's great. You know, bank that in your memory and then move on and make it your own. The other thing for me is, you know, talking about being around the old guys is certain tunes holding memories, hmm. you know, of those people. Yeah. Um, and there are some tunes, you know, we're talking about making them your own, but there are some tunes to me, too, that I play a certain way and I'll play them that way over and over and over just because it reminds me of mm-hmm. um, somebody or some time or, you know, I, I've had the great fortune to really study with some 
iconic players and, you know, just spend time with them. And so those tunes, just like, you know, if you were to walk into your grandmother's kitchen and smell like the chicken and dumplings, it's the same thing. With exactly. a fiddle tune. You can play a fiddle tune a certain way and it just takes you back to that moment when you heard them playing it, you know. It's like when I start playing catch with my dad, I can smell hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think sometimes if there's a little lick or there's a little line in the song that that is really important to you. Yeah, and there's just certain ways of playing things that, like, maybe I don't make it my own on purpose just to keep it that way. Why don't we play one of those tunes? Yeah, play one. One that one springs to mind. Uh, Granny, Will Your Dog Bite, which I learned from Dick Barrett, um, and he played it a certain way, uh, and it was always sort of funny because he didn't really like dogs. <laughs> he had a bad experience when he was a kid and got mauled by a dog, and... Um, actually was very afraid of dogs unless they got sweet on him and then he really liked dogs so <laughs> he really liked my dog but, uh, so granny will your dog bite it's sort of like grandpa will your dog bite more so but uh yeah Quite a few twin tunes. 
Yeah, we've worked up a couple twins. We don't always have a guitar player, so... We never have a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> well, we? you both have a guitar player. The only problem is yeah. when one of them, you can't right. play fiddle and guitar at the same time. If we could figure out, maybe I could, like, chord with my left foot, and you could pick with your right foot, Yeah. and then we could play twin. That's, that would be the ultimate <laughs> maybe. new TikTok video. Yeah. I still don't know what that is. One of the first times um, Isaac and I played twin fiddle together just in a jam, um, I asked him later, do you know Dick and Lisa Barrett? Because the way he played uh, reminded me of um, of something that I heard. She, she had met them at the up in Port Towns at the Festival of American Fiddle Tunes, which was actually sort of funny because I was supposed to be there that year with them playing guitar, and I had some other engagement, and so I wasn't there, um, or else we would have met a lot sooner, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, but I've been listening to their music, to the, um, uh, Paul, Paul Anastasio and Anastasio, and, and Dick Barrett did a Twin Fiddle Western Swing album yeah, that, that I still them. listen to, couple, yeah. um, it's got some great, great tunes, and they play some triple fiddle, and also Paul plays both parts around the melody. So it's been really fun to finally get to play them and um, have those moments of, oh, I didn't know that was the melody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, what uh, y'all want to play? Let's play one of those twin fiddle yeah.
that's the fiddle boogie. <laughs> we heard that late one night at Weezer, and as you said, we we need to play that. Possible well, Fiddle is all about. That's 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 the that's the best. The contest, you know. Every, I mean, everybody's got personality, and you know, it don't matter what quote unquote circles you you around. But we all like to play fiddle tunes. And they sometimes you just got to get them alone and sit down and do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, get them out of their own heads sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When the tune's rattling around in there, you just got to sit down and play it. Yeah. Or learn it and then yeah. play it. That's my problem is they're always rattling. Yeah, always all rattling I do is sit around and play fiddle tune and never get anything done. <laughs> well, let's get another one out. Let's get it going. We're getting plenty done right now. Denver Bell, McKusee. dedicated to the educational and cultural enrichment of the Portland metro region through traditional music and dance. A staple on the West Coast, the Portland Old Time Gathering has been going for more than 20 years and brings national and regional American traditional musicians together. Go to BubbaGuitar.com for more information. Thanks, Bubbaville, for sponsoring Fiddle Me This. I got into playing a lot of Kenny Baker tunes and really loving a lot of the melodies and um, a lot of minor keys and modal keys, I guess, and um, and just some really old-time sounding tunes. So 
Well, yeah. now for the Kenny Baker tunes, you've been uh, hanging around with Blaine Sprouse a bunch and picking his brain for tunes. So, Brain Sprouse. <laughs> brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's but. living in West Virginia now. So uh, every time I we don't we don't know something about a tune, I always text him and I say, "Do you know this tune? Do you play this one?" And, like, did Kenny Baker really write it, or did he steal it, or not? <laughs> Can't get the original yeah. source. Get the beer drinking buddy of the original source. That's yeah. what we got with there that. You go. <laughs> we got the the second fiddle slash beer packer, uh, <laughs> fence maker. Yes. Yeah. Well, do y'all want to twin uh, one? We may have. We may be sure. over time, but we, we heck, this is fun. Want to do a bluegrassy one? I want to do um big soda. <laughs> Go somewhere and pick. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Hey, here's some hats. Cool. I got y'all some Vita Joe Records hats. Vita Joe is my grandma. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, follow the Facebook page and all that. That look good with some overalls. Yeah, it will.
Cool. Yeah. That's fine. Let's go. I'm down to play some more, but if y'all are tired, I know y'all have had a long day. listening to Fiddle Me This, and thanks to Isaac and Louise Callender for sharing their music and stories with us. Find them on Facebook or visit IsaacCallender.com for more. Did something in this episode move you? Leave us a review or comment. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook for more behind-the-scenes content. This has been a Podlin production in association with Vita Joe Records and Bubbaville. I'm JT, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fiddle Me This. Thanks for listening. This has been a Podland Productions production. Recorded at Downstairs Studio in Portland, Oregon. For more information on Podland and for more Podland podcasts, go to podland.productions. While you're there, subscribe to the email newsletter for sneak peeks, giveaways, and more. Thanks for listening. Podland Productions.